Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and gamers of all ages, it is I, your host, Game Goblin. Joining me this week is the BFG crew, the Blunt Force Gamers, starring the moniker. Hello, lovely listeners. Darth Blasphemous, hail to the dark side. Kazakhan, the Lord Dragon. And special guest, Jiggles, bitches. That's right, and this week we are going to be discussing dice of all sizes and shapes. And as a special bonus to this, the moniker has challenged us to make this a positive episode. Hey, and I am so happy that you have slammed your phone down on the table while we're recording. I'm glad we're going to have that audio artifact for me to have to take care of later. I'm putting it on the floor. Hey, I'm being positive. That is the challenge for this episode, is we all have to be positive. So I'm going to go ahead and roll the intro and we're going to get right into this bullshit. Feeling tired at the gaming table? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Listen on discretion advised. I'm positive that I love to step on a D4 with bare feet. Oh, God. Especially the ones that are metal. They're the best ones to do it with. Absolutely. But you see, wooden ones are better than that because they have a chance of splintering. Actually, this episode idea ties in really great with a web idea that I'm working on for YouTube, which is how to use your dice to cheat with them. Okay. So everything from shaving the corners of dice to weighing them down to heat treating them... And all sorts of other things. So not only are we going to be talking about dice, but we could also include a little bit of cheaty stuff on top. Which, we all know, I love and adore cheaters at my games. You did mention Goblin a couple, or several episodes ago. There was like a special method you have for rolling a spin down to always get a 20. Yeah, there, uh, with a spin down, if you roll horizontally yeah. and do a little flip of the wrist, you can actually just kind of drop it out. I let it just taper into place on the table. It takes some practice, but you can do it. Kind of like a backhand? or like Kind of like, like a little backhand, just like my mommy used to do to me. Like how you would skip a stone on the lake. Kind of like skipping a stone. Oh, that's cool. But in this case, you're skipping the rules. Ah, there you go. Well, I, I mean, one fun. of the big things definitely is to go to begin with the classical D&D dice, you know. Like, a normal set. Do you guys like the 7 or the 10 for dice sets? I like a full 7. I do, um, and I'm not, like, fake positivity here, but I do like uh, having the percentile dice, mm-hmm. even though it does at times almost try to test my patience, but I understand some people out there are specialer than me, and I love these people. They're so awesome. <laughs> Where they look at the two dice, and they're like, well, what does the double zero on that D10 mean? And I have to explain it yet again. Sure makes my day to help to have to help newbies who should already know this stuff. Yeah, I'm pretty bad with that. Uh oh, that sounded kind of negative. Moderator. Mm, we'll let the first one pass. All right. Oh, I am so happy the moderator let that one pass. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it is a a big thing with dice when you have the classic set of seven, and when I mean a set of ten, that's usually when you've got three extra d sixes. Um, so that you've got the full set of D6s to roll your stats. Although, that's another big thing with dice. Rolling stats. Uh, it Do people mainly do the, you know, 4D6, re-roll one, subtract the lowest of the four? Each game system seems to come up with their own Methodology. fabulous idea on doing these things. Like, um, our friend uh, Athens. Uh, he uses it for his uh, 40k uh, RPG. I played it a few times. He actually incorporates the um, the percentile dice, you know, double zeros and everything else. It works. I, I'm, I mean, it's a homebrew, but I mean, it does work. Well, the uh, the ones that I've noticed that are a little bit different is when you get into Palladium books, especially Rifts. They have this awesome, fantastic rule in there that is not power gaming in any way, shape, or form. It is spectacularly awesome. When you roll 3d6, if you roll a 16 or 17, or no, 17 or 18, you get to roll a d6 again. If that d6 comes up a 6, you get to roll that 6 again, and again, and again, as long as you keep dropping 6s. That sounds super boring. It is beyond boring. This is how I got a 
a normal kind of mortal character to have a strength of over 40. You get Daka 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 in your character creation. My dice were hot, and then finally I dropped a three, and I was like, oh, I gotta stop. I'm at like 38 strength or some bullshit number. Really? <laughs> yeah, the GM looked at it, and he was like, how did you do this? And I'm like, dude, it's in the rules. You keep dropping them while they're hot. Also, if you were to look into Advanced Dungeons & Dragons, the Athos setting, Dark Sun, you roll, instead of 3d6, you roll 5d4. So your minimum is 5, and your maximum is 20, and you balance out. I don't know, 11. Oh. That's interesting. Yeah, so they have a different take on it, but for the most part, people come out a lot closer into that mid-range day than with the 3d6. 3d6 has a wider variable, so you can get some fantastically and spectacularly dumb characters, which we all love in our games to have a character who's got a dump stat of 3. Or, Uh, um, what what was, uh... I just love how your stats came out, dude, just because it's going to force you to RP a lot more. It's going to force me to do a lot of stuff. My, um... Your stats are fantastic with your gunslinger. Mm-hmm. That's him dropping I'm the just going to eat one now. <laughs> I'm eating one now. <laughs> my stats suck ass and these dice hated me. Fuck my gunslinger stats. But the character itself was actually going to be pretty good. But hold on. Um, I got to eat this real quick. Either it's going to be canned dog food. It's going to be canned oh, dog food. Hold on, hold on there, Jiggles. Okay. We had our first bit of negativity. Kazarkan, what is the timestamp? What do we got, roughly? The timestamp is 6 minutes and 45 seconds. All right. We made it 6 minutes in before the ne- negativity. We'll have a little time. And it's our moderator who's first. Because yeah, he happen? had to bring up that goddamn character. I was hoping he wouldn't do it so damn soon. But, oh, no, my um, my character... Second B. Yeah. <laughs> it's two. <laughs> That's canned dog food. That's bullshit. <laughs> I love this idea, moniker. That's bullshit. I'm going to make sure each one you eat one. <laughs> what's, that, what's that accent you're trying to do? I'm not saying it because it's going to be more negativity. Oh, that smells like dog food, too. <laughs> I can almost smell it from here. That's incredible. Well, thank God, caramel corn. <laughs> so, dog food and caramel corn. What a combination. It comes out tasting like... Hey, Jiggles, you can put a positive spin on this because you know who else had to eat dog food? Mad Max, and everyone loves Mad Max. That is true. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Back to positivity. He had some dinky D. Now... The idea behind my character was, even though the dice were not done very well, he actually is, uh, it is going to require me to do a lot more RP on it. But I will say this, I only had one dump stat after going through all of my character, and it was only, I believe, my strength. That was my dump stat, but thank goodness for other uh, roles. Crixus was good. My half-orc monk was good, and then I had this gentleman, my gunslinger. Your gunslinger is great. He's got a great name, though. What's his name? Uh, oh god. It was... Give me a second. I thought it was like the rooster fluffer? No, no, it's... The rooster fluffer. <laughs> his name is... Because he's a gunslinger, so I chose a few names from modern history to westerns from TV shows. I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm seeing uh, Carl Urban right now going, I said hot shot. <laughs> it was, um, his name is Jonah Harold Gibbs. Jonah from Jonah Hex, because who can't include that if you, you, first thing you think of when you say Jonah is probably that. You oh, think, I was thinking Jonah Hill. No, I'm fat, but I'm not that ugly. I was thinking about the biblical character who got swallowed up by a fish. Oh, that works. Half it's like, a mammal, thank you very much. And as a positive note, yeah. they are spectacular mammals to have in the ocean. They actually, like, poop these uh, algae blooms out that help feed the ocean. Wait, Whereas, I thought they ate algae blooms. Uh, well, they poop this weird green stuff, and it's, like, really good for the ocean. Environmentalism! Whales are awesome. Go planet! They taste all right, but, you know, it's really good when you mix it with a whole lot of herbs. Dank herbs. <laughs> no... Just because it's legal does not mean we have to do that. Okay, anyway, you were talking about Jonah Hill. His name is uh, Jonah Harold Gibbs. Harold being from uh, 
anybody knows classic movies with, uh, uh, what's his name? Clint Eastwood, Dirty Harry. So ah, Clint for... Eastwood. Oh, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. But ah, after Harry. that, his uh, Leroy Jethro Gibbs from um, NCIS. NCIS. By far one of my uh, the most favored uh, cops. I would say cop shows, but also he was a very stoic person. So I'm going with the classic gunslinger. You imagine him in the old west, you know, walking around, you know, hearing the Whistler song, you know. Why are you even uh, giving this character a name when he could just be the man with no name? Or the matador. Or well, the whistler. But see, you want to know what that sounded like? Or El Mariachi. You know. They call him El. Kazakhan, as far as I know, did that just sound like some bad juju towards my character for making it? Nope. I'm making fun <laughs> of your character in a positive way. But the key word is make fun of. Make fun of. See, fun is a positive word. It's the three-letter way of saying a four-letter word, but a lot more fun. Ha! There, I did it again. Fun. So, yeah, it, it's one of those things with rolling stats is they can either be really great or not so great, but still you, you have this randomness to it, which is what the dice are supposed to be about. That's why when you're doing yeah. online games or phone games, it's an RNG, random number generator. I love RNGs. I love them so much. And you know, if you get bad rolls, that's okay because that just means you get to be more creative. And yeah. you can. Yeah. It just makes you more exceptional. The best creativity person. comes from limitations. It Absolutely. gives you more dynamic characters, which is a really fun thing, especially if you can play them well. So they yeah. come to life in a dynamic way. I almost kind of hope for one character for a campaign I do in any sort of whatever in the future. I almost hope I get all bad rolls. So that way I can really kind of think about how do I want to make this character? You know, how do I want to play this out? I think it would be really fun for not just me, but for the GM and my fellow party members. Yeah, that's definitely a way to look at it. Um, but when it comes to the stat rolling, there's many different ways people roll D10s. It's a great way to look at it. Uh, I've heard of people just straight rolling a random d20, not a spin down, and whatever it lands on you get as your stat, so really hope you don't roll a one. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's not going to end very well. Oh, that anyone. sounds very hey, positive. Ooh. No, oh, we both no. do. It's at three now. No, it's at three, but Darth Blasphemous guessed one. Uh-oh. What? what did I do that was negative? Yeah, what did uh, he do that was negative? I, I, I don't see it. Jiggles, I really he like said it. you better not roll a one. That, that's it. But we all know a one is a great roll because that is the time when you're in combat, the chips are on the table, your character sheet is inches away from being torn up, and you're going to find out whether or not your GM is a dick or not. See? You roll a one, and your GM says, Ah, everybody dies! Flames and damnation! You're like, Ah, I know I've chose a great group to be in, but there's always a better one for me. These other jelly than this beans group. are great. <laughs> so, yeah, what was the flavor? About what what I'm about to do, I think. <laughs> oh, I see. Uh, you got vomit flavor. Tastes fantastic. It's it's awesome that our moderator has eaten three beans so far, <laughs> while the rest of us are free and clear. And it's been 13 minutes. We found the secret. If we want Jiggles to do voices, we give him some rank beans. <laughs> so one of the fun things about it... Um, fun! Is not just the function of dice or the number of dice you use. And trust me, yeah, there's no such thing as too many dice. That's the great thing about this game is you can have, you know, stacks on stacks on racks on racks of dice. Especially in Shadowrun! Oh, one God. of the greatest games for dice collections on the table at one time. Also, you said racks. Racks are always positive. Racks are definitely <laughs> positive. Woo! Racks are amazing. <laughs> So, uh, but there's many different forms dice can take. Uh, one of my favorites is the crystalline dice. They're kind of oddly shaped, cylindrical mostly. Um, and I, I'm, I like the D20. I prefer a standard D20. Something that's less oblong. Yeah, because I, I, tr I thought that if I had a bigger one, it would work better, and it did to an extent. But a standard, you know, bunch of little triangles D20. Especially the oddly shaped ones that are like larger, they roll fantastically because you know exactly what you get. It's harder to get, uh, you know, ones that are cocked or whatever because it'll just roll over to the next number. Oh well, what do you guys? Speaking of odd shaped dice, what do you guys think of people who like to bring those almost completely round dice to the table? 
with uh, multiple sides, yeah. like 12s and 16s hundreds. and 20s, 100s. Yeah, like the D100s. Yeah, like the D100s. And, of course, when you call them out to roll them, isn't it awesome to watch that die just go across the table while they wait there and stare at it, waiting for their number to come up while wasting everybody else's time? Because we all know, role-playing is supposed to be a relaxing hobby anyway, right? Yeah. In theory. In theory. Well, There's nothing more relaxing than watching a D100 roll across the table for four minutes. It does work for some games, like um, the Fat Man's uh, MX game. I know from personal experience that there's a certain god called the Chaos God that is possibly the best bad guy I've ever had. <laughs> the look on your face is amazing. It really is. It truly is one of the Positivity. It's truly one of the best enemies I've had. And there's a chaos roll. Now, the chaos roll can happen for anything. It can either be really good or really bad. Um, if you hear a goat noise, uh, just simply one of the, you know... Bad. That. And you hear that, it is a haunting sound for any other person that it happens towards. So, like, say it's Moniker's turn, and you hear that he hears the goat noise. Yeah, it's my turn. It is his turn to deal with the chaos. Now, anything could happen. Anything from 1 to 100, or whatever is in the fat man's mind. So, you could roll 22, and he'll double it, and give you 44. Okay. Now, I have heard everything happen from nothing happens, Matt goes home, or... A uh, very disgruntled, very overzealous ape that likes to take advantage of people that is not exactly in the Good nicest sense. way. Slightly non-consensual. Slightly non-consensual. Struggle you. cuddles. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and um, we'll just leave it as, um, we'll, we'll call him Grape Ape. Ah, he ties them to the radiator, then he grapes them. Grapes them. Does he come with a grape whistle? No, he doesn't. For those who do not get the reference, watch Whitest Kids You Know on YouTube. The Grapest is a funny video. It really is. And I'm actually not being sarcastic on that one. It's really funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, those are some of the great things to do with, with the odd dice. You know, D100s, D26s, what have you, 32s. Uh, I'm... I'm definitely a big fan of trying to bring in alternate stuff, like systems that use specifically D6s and D4s more than anything. Uh, I mean, your crystalline dice, um, when rolling for characters, I absolutely loved them. And I don't think I used them for my gunslinger. No. But every time I've used them, I've rolled amazing stats. Uh, for Crixus, he was just level, I think we started, what, at level 2? Yeah. At level 2, he was already stronger than most level 3 players. He could run and gun and deal with the best of them. Uh, the Half-Orc, starting off, yeah. already had amazing dexterity and uh, one hell of a constitution. I think pretty good on intelligence. I also heard that Crixus had amazing luck with his rolls and the combination of alcohol. He actually did, surprisingly. The only time... He truly had to test his mettle was the man enjoyed his drink too much. So. Well, that sounds awesome. Oh, it was. Nothing like cirrhosis to get your day started. He decided to think, hmm, I'm going on a mission. I think I need to take an extra deep nap. So he decided to put the drinks down his gullet faster than he could uh, say, hey, let's fight. But... I have a dice that I wanted to bring up. What about those giant ones that you've been seeing around, um, the heavy, heavy, uh, metal ones? Ooh, I love those. You mean table destroyers? Yes. Yes. All of the table wreckage. It is so See, beautiful that is why the best thing you can have as, you know, anything to go with your dice is a rolling tray. Especially one that doubles as dice storage because they have, like, lids or something. Primo, primo products. Well, according to the, the dynamics of rolling trays, however, I do have to point out the Kazrakan over here, his rolling tray should be like an inflatable child swimming pool. <laughs> Not only would this add to, you know, the rest of us watching what's going to happen during the gameplay and be more entertained by it, but he would actually keep his dice in a contained area. 
My metal dice like to fly. That's... All your dice like to fly. We we had this really awesome box that was a cigar box, wasn't it? Yes, I it was. It with me. And still the dice would jump, leap, and do amazing like acrobatics to get out of it and land anywhere or on anyone. The Amityville dice box. <laughs> get out! <laughs> now, keep in mind, this is like a six-inch tall box. And even with the lid down, they'd somehow find a way to bounce out. It was hilarious. It's true. I'm just saying, though, for a dice tray, you might want to consider upsizing. I'm yeah, thinking padded better. room. Yeah, yeah. It depends on which dice I'm using. Some of them are a lot more flighty than others. Yeah. It's very entertaining. Now, has anyone seen... Uh, there was all these kickstarts and stuff for them to make customized dice. One of them, the D20 was like a, a witch's hat or something, so it was a spin. Uh, there's also the discs uh, that people give out at like conventions and stuff that they're slightly convex on one side, so you can spin it and then you put like a pencil on it and whatever your pencil points to is the number. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah, there are some. There's also some that are various D6s. They look like little firebolts. Um, oh, I've seen those. Those are cool. Uh, magic Missile D4s, which also sort of have that oblong shape. There's a lot of really neat dice out Nothing there. Nothing beats the base set, however. Nothing beats the standard, look, I have dice that all are symmetrical on every angle. Usually the more fanciful the dice get, the more circular they get, the more shapes you add to them. For Careful. Whatever. Oh, I'm just... I'm not, I'm not being negative here. Okay. okay. I'm just being factual that to whoever's listening, you know, when they're using dice, the more weird and crazy their dice get, the less accurate they'll be. So if they want the best time, go with tried and true. Grandpa's dice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, just put both of those D20s in your hands and just roll them around for a while. It'll make Grandpa happy. And it'll make your game better. Amen. And that's what we're all after, a good time. That's right. Grandpa oh. loves a good time with dice, you know, being juggled around. <laughs> well, another fun thing is what <laughs> your dice are made of, because the classic ones were uh, molded plastic, if I remember. Now, how classic are we going? Because if we want to go back far enough... Oh, yeah, like we were the, talking the, about. Uh, the D20 goes up back farther than just uh, D&D. They used it way, way back in, like, early Roman days. There's Egyptian. Yeah, and they they were made out of uh, sand rock. Sometimes they were made out of a crystal or something else. Bone. Now, some people still make certain D20s out of that. It's this was back when they were still playing humans in households. <laughs> humans in households, yes. Well, no, they were playing this wonderful game of it how can I scam by you by uh, rolling dice for your, your fortune telling. One. That's a great number. Twenty. If they wanted to be scammed easily enough, they could have just had somebody walk in and with a complete Jafakian accent be like, call me now for your free tarot reading. I can't do it, but yeah, her Jafakian accent was spot on. Jafakian. You know, <laughs> speaking of uh, dice materials, I'm going to move the beans just so my hand doesn't knock them. Um, Aww. <laughs> being considerate. I am being considerate. Have you guys seen those uh, dice? They're really cool. They're made out of uh, mammoth tusk. Yes, the uh, $2,000 dice. Those things are awesome. Yeah. I wonder what the rolls are on those. Hopefully pretty Standard. good. <laughs> they better be balanced. You get the power of the woolly mammoth in each one of your rolls. Well, they've got a bunch of really great ones where they actually carve them out of crystal, uh, dozens of different types of wood, several different metals, other special materials. They actually have a thing... Uh, where I believe you send them material, and they'll do their best to make D20s or a full set or anything out of them. I think Goblin and I just had the same idea. Any material? Any material? You have to email back and forth before they give you the address to send it to. I'm pretty sure we can email back and forth, and eventually they're going to wind up with a, a hazard box. <laughs> a cow pie. <laughs> Road apple. <laughs> uh, just some bones I found in the, uh, quote... Backyard, unquote. Yeah, they might be haunted. They could flow. Who knows? Don't worry about dental records. I've already removed the teeth. <laughs> <laughs> well, heck, we've got a buddy, Fat Matt, who had this awesome idea of when he passes to have his ashes forced into the shape of a D20. So that 
His he kids can play with him forever. Yep. Wow, you guys just took my grandpa joke that was very... Uh, risque. Risky, and it just... Wow, lowered the bar. Good job! <laughs> this is Blunt Force Gamers. I didn't know there was a bar to begin with. Ah! But we're being positive in today's episode. <laughs> we disregard the bar because that's what we owe to the listeners. That's right. We are altruists. So we're not going to be making fun of people who, you know, have thoughts that are, you know, strange and unusual and irrational as fuck. But it's amazing what you find on Twitch these days. It is very amazing what you find on Twitch. Hours and hours of entertainment. What about uh, good luck charms or jujus for rolling? Like, I myself, as uh, the blasphemous one knows, I have one that's called the boob juju d20. Now, what happens is we give it to our friend. She then proceeds to put it in her shirt, past her bra, and lets it rest in her bosom. Very nice one, mind you. And it gives some ungodly type of luck because he's been there for a few of the sessions where I've rolled it. Is it good luck or bad luck? That's important. Oh, it, it depends on her attitude. Okay. Like, Ooh, I've, emotional investment dice. Oh, yeah. And it, it, it's a great d20 when she's in a, a, you know, a good mood. I roll it and I'll roll nothing but 20s and 18s and high evens. She's in a bad mood. That thing will roll nothing but ones. He was there for a certain session, and she cast some really bad boob juju on me, some ginger juju, actually. It's starting to sound negative in here. I know. It's starting, starting to, to bring us down, bro. <laughs> yeah. But when you hear that nothing else can happen from that, it's kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Yeah. Intriguing with some of the ideas that some folks have to give themselves good luck or something else. How superstitious dice rollers can be. Well, I, I think I mentioned this in a previous episode that I, I too, uh, do some things with my dice that are mythologically related. In fact, when one of my dice decides to start rolling ones, I'll put it in the freezer. Take it out of the freezer, line up the other dice to view its execution. <laughs> Execution. That way the other dice do not get the idea that, hey, angering me at the game table is a bad idea. It should be fun for everybody. Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty good motivation. I think it's very motivating when you take somebody's family member outside, smash them with a hammer. It raises morale. <laughs> it does. It's very morale boosting. This reminds me of 40K. It's like, that's a very commissar type move. Yeah, very much. It works. Hey. Commissars do not kill guardsmen. Retreating does. <laughs> well, <clears throat> on a brighter note... And you don't want to retreat because... Hey, we are being very bright. Because there's nothing greater and better in life than serving the Emperor in any way that you can. Even if it means having your head smashed by a hammer. Mm-hmm. A war hammer. <laughs> so, Ooh, he's prepping what, for our, what our buddy Narciss does uh, <laughs> is he... <laughs> he oh, actually yeah. either... His metal dice... He'll light his lighter and then roll it around in there, especially if someone else touches his dice. Or if it's his plastic ones, he'll wash it and then put it in his mouth. Huh. So, there are some very big jujus. Like, I don't like letting other people touch my dice, so I keep them sealed in my uh, in my roll tray. But I'm usually okay with it, because I'm like, oh, I'll just roll it a good couple dozen times and see where it goes. But when I first started playing, the main thing I would do was I would roll all my dice till they rolled their maximum number and then just have them sit there on their maximum number until game was over. I like that. That's cool. A lot of folks mm. will do something similar. Not me. Um. I usually take my dice and I line them up in the windowsill and I make sure they're all facing out outside. So my dice have to look outside the window and I take my three away and I point it to the back of my dice's head. And each one, I go, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. And then I shoot one with my 308. That die explodes and I replace it. And I'd be like, look, your family just adopted a new child. That's great. They get a new kid. They get a new kid and they don't anger me for the rest of the game. Everybody is happy. Positive cast. <laughs> Not exactly positive to begin with. Positive podcasting from Game Goblin. You literally shot your D20. How is that positive? Uh, because the D12 got a new husband. 
one who was sparklier and rolled better. It made her happier. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's <laughs> dice rolling by eugenics. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm watching could, faces. And yeah, you could call that priceless. You could call it dice rolling by eugenics. Yeah. I got a feeling I'm going to be the one eating most of the beans today, so I'm going to. Well, you do have three lined up in front of you, Jiggles. I'm they just look super special, awesome. I'm waiting because I know there's going to be one topic involving dice where I'm going to not. I'm I'm going to be very unhappy. Oh. But here's another uh, the D20s, and I've been seeing them more around at some game shops. What about the? Um, they are usable. The pillow D20s. Because even uh, uh, our local shop sells them, and I've seen them around. The pillow D20s are fantastically unbalanced. Well, I've got to learn the tricks. I've rolled it, and I've rolled nothing but evens. Exactly. That's what it yeah. means. They're, they're wildly unbalanced. Which is awesome if you want to have a game with a huge curve of ease to cheat. But I thought you enjoyed cheating. Oh, I love cheaters. I love kicking their asses. I like putting them... On my foot, like a little shoe, and then stomping them and yelling nine, 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 nine. Like a Scheiser waifu. I, there you go. There it I go. Like yeah. This is sweet, fastly becoming a confrontation. No, that's not a confrontation. It's just me asserting my dominance over the player before the player indulges in GM abuse. He does this with the best intentions. It is. It is complete. And you Sometimes look- you just have to take your belt off and hit your kid with it a few times to teach them that stealing is bad. And sometimes you have to pistol whip one of your players to teach them that cheating is bad. Pistol whipping sounds... Okay, nice. well, it was just the first word that came to mind. Not like that would pistol whip a, a player. What am I getting a jelly bean for? Just getting it ready, because... I'm going to get you so worked up, it's going to be a fantastic sight to see. Well, Speaking that of, sounds spectacular. You know what's great about pillow dice? If you get tired for whatever reason, you got something to rest your head on. Hey, you know, no. if you get a bad GM, you can use your pillow die. You just go curl up in the corner. Let game continue on while you take a nap. Exactly. As you cry. So, multifunctional dice, what could be better? Uh, exactly. One of the ones I can't wrap my, my, can't wrap my mind around, but they're great in theory are glow-in-the-dark dice. Well, when you're camping, duh. Or maybe you're at a rave. Yeah. Who doesn't want to role-play at a rave? (laughs) Yeah, you're all jacked up on E, you're sweaty, you're hot, people with glow sticks and other shit are rolling up against you, you're just like, hey, let's play some D&D while we're, you know, stoned out of our minds in some strange location. Oh, you know what would be really cool? Blacklight dice. Oh, black light dice would be awesome. That, that is be, actually something that would know, be pretty cool. That would like, like, be. Yeah, like you know how cool that would be. I mean, you like, get black lights all up in the living room, and everybody gets to roll their black light dice. And yeah, well, that well they do that, you can see like every fleck of dandruff on their shirt, every little uh, pock of acne on their face. Don't forget every jizz stain on their pants. Their, every jizz stain in the room. It'd be great for your cyberpunk setting. Blacklight dice would be the best way to find out which one of your players are legitimately clean and which ones are just uh, pretending. Yeah. 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 There's a certain horse person that comes to mind when, when thinking about this. Hello, Jackson Wilder. Pollock comes to mind. Wilmer. Yeah, sure. Are we talking about Jack? A horse is a horse. No, we're not. We're just talking about a certain horse person that uh, we all know and have argued with in the past. Ah. I I heard, heard, actually, I know a joke about this one. Horse walks into a bar. Bartender looks at the horse. Horse orders a drink. While the bartender's pouring the drink, he looks at the horse and he goes, hey, why the long face? Yeah. (laughs) Or the large gut. I'm not following you here. I'm totally in positivity land. (laughs) I'm Sunshine, get... daffodils, rainbows, and scare bears. That's what I'm going on over here. I'm you know, gonna... this reminds me of Meet the Pyro. Ah, <laughs> my brain right now is on grown-up Punky Brewster's chest, okay? I mean, can't bring me down, dude. Oh, I'm going to get you to. Uh, by, by the time this ends, I will get you to eat one jelly bean, I'm please. thinking grown-up Winnie right now. <laughs> Wonder years? Oh, I'm definitely wondering. Why wasn't I thinking about that earlier? <laughs> Damn! Mm. Uh, Alright. What about having your dice ready at the table? 
Oh, have players, you guys are... players who need more dice say they're going to cast the iconic fireball and they don't have all their dice ready. How do you approach it? Oh, it's simple. You just give them a few extra minutes. If they don't, you know, fall in line within those few extra minutes, let them know in an aggressive yet firm and caring manner that you're disappointed in said person. Always good to have, uh, always good to have backup dice. Like, uh, our Lord Blasphemous here and Jiggles here, they're always generous with their dice. Or a backup whomping stick. <laughs> Trust me, if you hit somebody behind the knees with a, a large stick-like object, say a cane, if you have a license for a cane or a license for a stick, mate, you go up behind said person, you hit them behind the knees with stick, they drop to their knees, and you're like, look, I'm sorry I had to do this, but it's in everybody's best interest. You're, you're being firm, but fair. Afterwards, you pick them back up, you give them a couple of cookies, you pat them on the head, and you say, I'm sorry, but you had to learn your lesson, son. Just like Daddy did to me when I was six. Moment of positivity. You say, you Shout it. out to Monica's mom uh, for another set of fantastic cookies. I, she baked these wonderful D2s, and we've been snacking on them all afternoon. They Thank are you, mom. delicious. They are yeah. delicious as always. Thank you, Mom. <laughs> That's it. Uh, let's see. Yeah, it's always good to have extra dice, you know. You never know what's going to happen at the gaming table, but that's all part of the fun. I was going to say, um, when we've played uh, Blasphemous game here, uh, I've always come at with extra D20s. Um, ranging everywhere from your normal ones of uh, spin downs to classic D&D style. But here's my other one. What about the tiny D20s? Oh, 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 oh. Blasphemous, do you want to field the tiny D20s or should I do that? I'll what? take the lead and then you can wrap it up. Alrighty. Tiny D20s, also known as um, I'm Lying Dice, which is an awesome name. Uh, they're great. I like them from time to time. Uh, when you have a good rolling surface, when you've got good lighting, when you're sitting at an actual table, perfectly easy to use, no difference. The only reason they have the I'm Lying Dice as a nickname is because people do this awesome little tactic of having a hand-sized rolling tray or just rolling it and then picking it up right away, which is kind of clever, just saying. Uh, it's about as clever as trying to figure out what's humping your leg when the family dog is right there and you're like, hmm, is that a cat? It's about that clever. Yeah, it's all about that funky Colin Medina. <laughs> but I'll let you run it from here, Gob. Oh, well, shit. Tiny D20s, these things, I love them at my gaming table because they definitely tell the game master that the person that they're talking to and rolling the game for needs to be encouraged a little bit more to be fair. And so all you need to do is just put your hand on either side of the table, lift up with a bit of excessive strength and a slight bit of speed, and as the table spins over on top of them, the person will suddenly realize that, hey, the GM is being stern but fair, and I brought this on myself. I should use larger D20s with clear numbers that are easier for not just the GM to see, but everybody else to prove that I am on the level. It's an enlightening moment. It's just a, a moment of enlightenment. Sometimes, hey, this is what happens to Shaolin monks. Sometimes they have to beat themselves in the head with an iron bar to get the point. That if you hit yourself in the head with an iron bar enough times, you can bend that bar. Sometimes you have to show to your players that if you apply table to forehead enough times, it head goes through the table. It's just... It's kind of like Shaolin is what I'm saying. You just have to, you know, push them up beyond their limits a little bit to get them to know that what they're doing can be accomplished. We got but they have to put the effort into it. And Tiny D20s, that's not effort. That's what? not going to make that person better. Boy, oh boy, Goblin, it looks like Jiggles here is about to blow up like a beautiful firework on the 4th of July. I think he's trying to get me to be negative. <laughs> By now, I suspect he wanted me to eat at least 20 jelly beans. <laughs> Watching the facial expressions of the rest of the group throughout this is beyond priceless. Uh, are, are you having issues over there, Jiggles? Because I'm just... You, well, you know, Caster can't ask about tiny D20s. And hey, what GM doesn't like tiny D20s at his table? 
I know I like him at my table because that means my game group is going to be one less person at the end of the night, and it makes my workload a lot less hectic. Can't vouch. <laughs> I'm just saying. There goes jelly bean number, is that two or three? Four. Uh, four. Here goes jelly bean number four. The moderator is eating yet another jelly bean? Fuck you. <laughs> For what? <laughs> I, 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 um, I'm watching to meet jelly beans over here. And there I goes number five. <laughs> number five. I don't understand. <laughs> Fuck you and the horse you rode in on. But I'm being positive. Like, the, the moniker challenged us to be positive. I'm being positive. <laughs> and he's succeeding wonderfully. <laughs> he's doing it amazingly. And I'm going to have a brain aneurysm before this night's done. You were saying that I should have a brain aneurysm. Jiggles, this is not how we predicted in the car. <laughs> how did we predict it in the car? That it would be Q who would unfortunately end up in yeah, the Yeah, weren't you guys think that it was going to be my brain that unfurled? I'm pleasantly surprised that it's not. Very pleasantly. <laughs> I understand the benefit of madness now. <laughs> I am not mad. I am more sane than the rest of you fuckers in this room. Yeah. I am a sane man living in an insane world. Sanity is a matter of perspective, kiddos. Sanity is yes. overrated. Yes, it is. On all counts, those are correct. And so are tiny D20s. Which is why the only, uh... What you need is, like, a big honking D20. You know, you know like, you go out and you get yourself a fuck ton of straws, right? Yeah. And you take the straws and you wire them together to make your own D20 that's, like, a foot across... And then fill that D20 full of uh, plaster of Paris, right? So you get this giant plaster one foot in diameter D20. Then you put a layer of overcoat on it. Get yourself a die grinder at home or like a rotary tool. And you carve in 1 through 20 on this giant D20. There will be no way anybody can ever accuse you of cheating when this motherfucker goes barreling across the table towards everybody else's miniatures like a scene out of, like, some sort of Indiana Jones movie. Or Tomb Raider. Or Tomb Raider. Which are great movies and games. Just in case it wasn't clear. Just like, ha, folding card table, boom! Fuck it! There's my roll! Crunch! <laughs> table destruction! Exactly. Well, there is also another good thing about Tiny D20s, though, is they make good weapons... Most people don't realize this, but the larger ones have too much air drag. You can use them as slingshot bullets. Well, you can use them as slingshot bullets, or if you go out to the local plumbing store, get yourself a, a small piece of PVC tube that is approximately about uh, two centimeter or two point two centimeters wider than the die itself. So just a little bit of room in there. Get yourself some CO2 uh, canisters. You can shoot that thing. GM accuses you of cheating. Fuck it. Shoot him. Sh shooting the GM. Goblin. That's, that doesn't sound right. He's it's like GM. a paintball. No, that, that doesn't sound very positive to me. It is extremely positive. Because this is the player saying to the GM, I will not be abused by your rules. And if your GM accuses you of cheating straight up because you're using tiny dice, which happens to be the only ones you can afford, it is known that tiny dice are cheaper than full-size dice. So when your GM decides to go rage quit table flipping on you, you shoot him with one of these tiny D20s to get his attention. Now, if you're using a CO2 cartridge, it might leave a bruise. Highly doubtful, but it might. Now, if you shoot your GM with one of these, you will stun him long enough to get the fuck out of the room and go find yourself a real game group with a GM who appreciates your creativity. You will find a GM who appreciates the fact that you have tiny dice and you are working within your limitations, both financially and at the game table, while the old GM will have to face the disappointment that he chased away a fantastic player who knows how to beat the system by working within the means of not just their own creativity, but their own paycheck as well. Therefore, the player benefits from using tiny dice. And the player should let the GM, who is abusive, rage flipping table monster know that they are not going to be abused, that they don't have to be treated this way, that the game table is inclusive and should have the GM treat everybody at the game table as they are 
with respect, with dignity, be inclusive, allow diversity not only of players but of dice as well. The player, you know, for all you know, the GM could be the negative influence in this one, and the player who's just got these tiny little dice are just using them to express who they truly are. And it's obvious that the GM who's flipping the table is just being a bigot. They're being a dicist, for lack of better words. So when the player leaves, they are doing what is not just best for their, the rest of the group. They're not doing what's best for the GM. They're also doing what's best for themselves. It works better for everybody. Sunshine, lilacs, and rainbows. <clears throat> you cannot dispute that a player who uses tiny D20s because of whatever creative reason they want to isn't expressing themselves. This person is expressing themselves. And by being beaten down by their GM, who's obviously way too hyper-aggressive, this is a detriment to their overall mental health and positivity. This, this player needs to leave and find a group that allows for diversity, not just of players, not just of characters, and not just of dice. They need to be like a flower and treated with respect and grown and given love and compassion like sunlight coming from the sky itself. Tiny D20s are a blessed thing to have at the game table and nobody can tell me otherwise. Passion. You're welcome, guys. I just, I'm sorry I got off on a rant there, but you know, it's been a while since I've actually had a good positive rant. There we go. I, I do apologize for the listeners who had to put up with that as well, but like I just told everybody here in the room, I, I, it's not every day I get to, you know, stand up for equality. <laughs> that was beautiful. That was beautiful. Thank you. It really was. I am inspired. <clears throat> I should hope you're inspired. Well, every day. Each and every day. Yeah. He's <laughs> trying so hard. Did he just I wish we had a camera here, ball. listener. Did he just eat another jelly bean? Oh. He pulled the zippy. Oh, he pulled the zippy. Go, go ahead. I, I, I would love to hear your rebuttal. Jiggles, you look like Nappa before uh, Look, Goku there's There's three people here who just gave me applause. For I, an obvious, I gave, I gave for, you applause as well. For, it was a reasonable okay. argument. I'm just I'm just saying that you can counter-argument, and if you have something to say about tiny dice at the table, maybe you'll get an applause too. Now, now let's move on to the next dice. Okay, well, Kaz, what do we have else for dice? Hmm. D10-based systems. I love D10-based systems. Story over, done. <laughs> D10's pretty cool. You know, I, I didn't know D10s were actually a thing until... We did a Goblin's, sorry, Goblin's superhero campaign here, and I'm actually really enjoying it. It's pretty cool. I, I like the system. I would encourage everyone who hasn't uh, done a system where it runs D10 to try out a, a D10 system. I've yet to experience, experience. it. Uh, I would suggest starting out with Vampire the Masquerade 2nd Edition, pre-revised. I've yet to actually play those. Like that I, is a, That's a D10-based system. I'd also say if you like horror, try Call of Cthulhu. I've wanted to try some of these other games. They sound absolutely fantastic. Um, being yeah, Vampire yeah. Masquerade, some of the older ones, I've heard nothing but amazing, <clears throat> glorious things. Now, I've also heard about the... What's the new one? Uh, Vampire Masquerade... Um, Vampire the Requiem? Is, it, is yeah. that the new one? Vampire the Requiem is... Let's see, there's 2nd edition, revised. Requiem, I believe, is 4th edition? Yeah. Yeah, Requiem is 4th edition, 5th edition is now owned by another company. And they've been amazingly inclusive, if I'm correct, into... They have been absolutely inclusive, and I could not be happier about this. I could not be more enthusiastic about their inclusivity, about including a bear gangrel who's gay Islamic Jewish gangrel vampire thing, or trigender ponykin ventru. This is fabulous, because what this is doing is driving back all the players who fell in love with this game back in the late 90s and early 2000s. They are going back to the earlier game series, where it held more true to what the game was about, which was psychological horror and the loss of self. 
It wasn't a play on politics. It wasn't a play on anything about a social commentary or Orange Man bad. But it was a learning experience for the players to indulge in a safe environment. What it felt like to be confronted by the monster within, just as mere mortals. And we could sit down, we could play these characters, have a good time, and still go through the, the, the horror of dealing with what it's like to have this internal monster always chewing away at us and do it in a setting that had actual vampires and monsters in it and face in a fictional setting, face our own monsters and demons. And we would come away from it as better and more philosophically minded players, learning more about ourselves rather than looking at the world around us and wondering... You know, is this just another commentary written down in a gaming book about the times? Is it? Or could we play a game that makes us grow as individuals? Okay. And the older games, Vampire the Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade uh, Requiem, and Vampire... Oh. We're going to take a happy little pause here. We're, we're taking a happy little pause. We're taking a happy little pause there. Darth Blasphemous needed to get past me. However, what I'm going on here is Vampire the Masquerade, Vampire the Masquerade Revised Edition, and Vampire the Requiem. These were all great games for confronting this internal darkness. They were very philosophical games. Fifth Edition lost that. And I can't be happier that a new company has picked up a game and taken people to look back at today's generation at the games that I used to play when I was younger and ask themselves, why were these games so popular? This means that people today can enjoy the games that I played through their fresh modern lens. And, as a fringe, it's encouraging them to actually look into things. To look, to research, to learn. Exactly. And that is a wonderful thing. Yeah, the old vampire books, especially Vampire the Requiem, one of the best things about Requiem is the way they did the vampire mythos, is they branched off on like the big five big ones, which were all for the better part, historically accurate to their own degree. So, not only that, I mean, we're learning geography at the same time. We're learning about the mythology of vampires from the Middle East versus vampires from Europe. We're learning the different mythologies of vampires from off into the old world Egypt, like almost at the time when they were building the pyramids for the first time. So we're actually having to go back and look at actual real world history. Instead of just a bunch of stuff that's made up to be a political commentary. So yeah, I love the fact that 5th edition has come out and has given people the chance to look back at our older books. I mean, some of these people may even learn that reading older books in our modern times in the real world may be worthwhile ventures. So this is a whole entire podcast on positivity, right? This is, Well, the challenge is positivity. Podcast is about dice. And... Uh, you know, actually, I didn't miss that because we're supposed to be speaking about dice in this podcast. The D10 system, as presented in Vampire the Masquerade 2nd Edition and 3rd, a.k.a. Revised Edition, these two editions are the, pretty much the easiest to learn. A new player can write up a character, sit down, and bam! They're, 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 they're an expert by the end of the game session. What about 5e? Fifth edition Dungeons and Dragons. Just five E in general. I've heard some overwhelming facts about. I've heard. Which about, game I, are you talking? We've just. I, I think he's talking about fifth edition Vampire. Unfortunately, I'm not familiar with the dice system in that one. Uh, usually, when I watch YouTube videos about it, I'm too busy laughing my ass off. Uh, laughter's good for the soul. Yeah, laughter's good for the soul. Some of the commentary is just so far out there. That, you know, just my mind recoils in terror, and all I can do is sit there and laugh and giggle like a maniac at just the, the absurdity of what they're publishing in 5th edition. It is so absurd that I can do nothing more than just eat popcorn and enjoy the show and watch the fires. To me, uh, in role-playing, I am Nero. Watch me fiddle as Vampire Burns. I'm just going to enjoy the show now on. I'm not familiar with the dice system in it, but if it's anything close to resembling the original systems, then it's going to be batshit easy to learn, which is awesome for new gamers. This is why I always suggest one of the World of Darkness games for new players, because it's so easy to learn. Anybody can be an expert in a day. Now, you've played MX or been incl uh, included in it before, correct? To a degree. Now, 
what's your ruling on the fact that you can use either the spin down or a classic d20 to roll for? Because, oh. as Matt says, you can use either or and expect the same things. But what's your opinion on that? Um, as- my opinion is rule 12.5. As written in the Codex for MX, uh, when they revised the rules a few years ago, uh, I can't remember her name right off the top of my head, but she helped Matt rewrite the rules. I know who you're talking about. And they, they included rule 12.5, which Matt signed off on. So on the, on the topic of using spin downs versus regular dice, I'm going to just revert to rule 12.5 because I've been told to make rolls in game. Mm-hmm. And then when I cite rule 12.5, I don't have to make rolls. Yeah. I just choose a number and I walk away with it. Right. Uh, for those who may be listening about MX and what I'm citing as far as rule 12.5 is the individual that people refer to as Q who is not Game Goblin, duh, can pretty much do whatever the fuck he wants. He just says something and it happens and he walks away. Rule 12.5 gives him kind of like this weird demigod status to come in, fuck with the world and leave. So he doesn't need to roll dice. He can just casually say, oh, 15 and then leave. 12.5 has been in effect for a few years, hasn't uh, it? Rule 12.5 has been in effect for, I think, about four, uh, five years? I was going to say, okay, um, right. I've been playing it for long enough. I think it's been in there for probably close to five years, but I think it's bordering uh, between four and a half and five. Okay, that sounds Yeah, good. so it yeah, it's a fairly old rule, but I mean, yeah. I, you know, given the fact that whenever I've been involved in MX personally, um, I'll just revert to rule 12.5 and say... Dice are kind of irrelevant. Because Q has always been a benevolent uh, person in the game. Oh, he's been absolutely benevolent. And it's really sad that the players haven't figured out what the purpose of his benevolence is. Like, for um, a few of my characters, we do have these things called legacy items. Um, I've been granted boons from him before, where... I believe you got a, a black lightsaber? I did get a dark saber, and I truly love this weapon, and it has been a weapon that each one of my characters has used at one point or another. And as long as I don't lose it, I get to keep it. There, And it was one of the only items I can actually think of that has no drawback, no side effects, use it as you would any other lightsaber. And it was a great thing to get. Cool. But there are side effects to other such items. Now, they're fun for the rest of the players. Yeah, it may cause uh, swelling, hemorrhaging, uh, premature baldness, uh, sleeping jitters, a condition known as hot dog fingers. You know, your standard boilerplate for uh, pills when you see a new drug treatment on TV. Constant bees. Bees! Everybody loves bees. These are great. They pollinate the earth. Yeah. And they help keep our world... Yeah, without bees, we we got problems, dude. So bees are a very positive thing to have nearby. But they don't relate to dice. So how do we relate bees to dice? Oh, easy. Bottle rockets. (laughs) You get yourself a Saturn battery and just write a shitload of numbers on each one of the things. You know, like, if it's uh, your standard brick, it's going to be like about 90 missiles. So you just write 1 through 90. Light the fuse, point it in a general direction. Whee! And whichever one you know lands closest to the box, because usually you get that one dud missile that barely goes anywhere, boom, there's your number. I like that. That's clever. Yeah. I'm, me, I'd have to get one of those giant block ones that's like a thousand. <laughs> Put your miniatures on the table and be like, this is the opposing army coming at you. We'll be back in the living room after the smoke clears. <laughs> Jiggles, that looks like a whole lot of pent-up not-positivity. What's wrong, buddy? I know, I'm sensing some uh, not-too-happy over there, dude. What's going on? We're your friends, Sherry. I, I have gas. That's what it is. Okay. Alright. Sorry. It's from eating all the dead, amazingly dead fish. It, it, it tastes... Fantastic, along with the spoiled milk to wash it down. It's part of the circle of life. You got to keep those uh, those uh, You are in a chat. wonderful, great, loving person, Goblin, and I hope to God I have the pleasure 
of seeing you truly achieve my one true dream at this point. You are the most fantastic person I have ever known. You are filled with so much courage and honor. There is nothing but love at this table here tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, you could Great. feel the love in the air. It's so there that you could almost jump across the table and reach the other person. And give him and, a big hug. Oh, big hug around the yeah. throat. I'm so excited that my loincloth is tight. <laughs> and I'm not lying. Wait, around the throat? That, that would cut off his... Air, no, it's not. No, it's oh, not. Because there are okay. certain circles okay. where a tight hug around the throat is. He's talking about choking the throat underneath my little soldier. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wrong, but still a good point. <laughs> Sometimes he does push-ups until he throws up. Then he goes soft. <laughs> Good to get exercise, kids. That's right. Exercise is healthy. Remember, saw points, and then you shall be positive all day. Usfraba. I feel pretty. Oh, oh so, so pretty. pretty. <laughs> Sound just a girl who can't say no, can't seem to say it at all. Alright, so Cancer Cat is signaling me that it's about five minutes until the end. Is that true? Yeah, we are currently at just past an hour. Okay, so I believe this is the best time to wrap it up, so final thoughts on Woo! the dice. And I will have to say that as my final thought for dice, collect the shit out of these things, and if you have the cash for it and you're making a theme character, it really helps bring out that theme character if you buy a specific set of dice for said character. So if you're playing a wizard and you're going to do fire as your magic type, go ahead and buy a, a stack of red dice. It'll help you, you know, get in the character better. It's kind of like that character-specific set of dice. Yeah, and this is this is a fun philosophy. I love doing this with my characters. And typically, you know, because I have the means for it and I prefer the metal ones, I will get those. So this, uh, this copper set is for my warlock. And this set of lapis lazuli dice that I've got is for, I don't know, my cleric. Something like that. Yeah, I got these nasty spotty green ones for a uh, character I was winking a while back who was a polymorpher. So the spotty green dice were kind of there as a uh, visual symbolism to, you know, people shaping, changing forms. Because they were just kind of like these nasty green dice that looked kind of like blobs wedged into shapes. Nasty. Nasty. Kazrakan, I have a question. How many beans have oh, I eaten very yet? Positive. It was very positive. You are currently at six, I believe. I thought I was at five. Okay. Well, we're just going to make it that. You know, I believe uh, in sh that sharing is caring. If you want, you don't have to take a new bean. You can take my bean. Yeah, you can take the bean that you handed me earlier. Yeah. No, because we, what happens as my... We care about you, Jiggles. Here, here are going to be my final words. Okay. All right, well, okay, you're fine. He's words. got five of them lined up right now. Okay. Now, I'll say something very loving and caring. All right. I do agree with Kazakan's idea. When it comes to getting a certain D20 uh -huh. uh, for certain characters, it does work. Like, my Boo Juju does only work for one said character, and that's my sane uh, Sith Lord who you gave the Darksaber to. Now, it only does work for him. So, I do understand that, you know, a certain D20 does appeal to certain characters. You don't allow other people to play with them because sure. they certainly only work for you when you're using said character. And every time I've seen in the future where somebody has used one, it never rolls as well. Like uh, Blasphemous said earlier, he, he doesn't allow other people to use his dice because he's worried that they may... Uh, play with the juju. Play with the juju and not roll the most fantastic uh, rolls. But as my final words, fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank you. <laughs> Fuck you. Thank you. Fuck you. Thank you. That's five, folks. Goblin, suck my big fat Italian balls. Jiggles out. I appreciate the offer, but I've already eaten today. Thank you, though. <laughs> suck it. I'm afraid he's not taking you up on that one, Paisano. Yeah, I've, I've already... <laughs> I've already... Eat my ass! <laughs> I've already eaten something that looks like ass. It was called a gyro, and it was very delicious, and halal. 
So, just for everyone's record, that is nine jelly beans <laughs> consumed by our moderator. Or, yeah, it's 11, I think, now. Because you popped another one. Uh, I, I ate <laughs> monikers. The horrible, horrible feeling that I have and taste in my mouth will never wash away the hate and anger I have for Goblin at this moment in time. I have spent the last hour and five minutes trying to get this son of a bitch to say something negative. Have a brain aneurysm, and it's me! Me! The jiggly one that is sitting here ready to just jump across the table and choke feed him a handful of them. So, once again, we're making it even. Fuck you! Thank you, and I hope you sleep well tonight. Blunt Force Gamers. You are whatever muddies the white. I'm killing Steve Shives. I am so blue ball on fucking EA right now. It means hold on, fuck. Durr. Pay me rent, bitch. Hey! I paid for a tool here, you fucker! Three, two, one. Ready? Hello. Feeling tired at the gaming table? Unsure if your game needs inspiration? Want to hear foul-mouthed jackasses poke fun at gaming companies when they screw up? Want an honest, street-level opinion from a team of gamers that call it like it is? Then Blunt Force Gamers may be the podcast for you. Now there's a podcast untamed by political correctness that may bring your game some added invigoration, whether it is video gaming, tabletop gaming, or card gaming. Each episode may contain unusual amounts of truth, logic, opinions based on personal experience, Experiences, half-assed insights, and random bullshit. The BFG podcast is not recommended for children under 18, nor for children over 18, and is not suitable for those who are nursing, pregnant, recently pregnant, or for those who can get others pregnant. Each episode may also contain crude and or puerile humor, humor of a racist, sexist, nihilist, ableist, jingoist, ageist, or fatalist commentary. Warning. Excessive listening to the podcast may cause the following conditions. Tremors, sweating, facial twitching, Premature ejaculation, pustulant tumors, nausea, headaches, dizziness, swelling in the left kneecap, lucid dreaming, daydreaming, night terrors, involuntary convulsions, a condition known as sausage fingers, spontaneous rectal combustion, autoerotic asphyxiation, an unusual desire to befriend parasitic space monsters, Bigfoot sightings, and uncontrollable face palming. Lactation is known to occur in both men and women. Do not listen to BFG if you suffer from any of the following conditions. Social justice whining, passive-aggressive Hippie syndrome, high-speed battles with a Nexus 6, table-flipping rage-quitting, or diagnosed as having no sense of humor. Ask your doctor if asking your doctor is right for you. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs>